thought thing going on. <laughs> I just uh, had had a journey. I was in Los Angeles, and uh, for some reason, Los Angeles was uh, like a forest with a giant dry riverbed running through it. And in in the reality that I was in, um, this riverbed ran straight down to Guadalajara because, of course, Guadalajara was in California in this case. And uh, my my brother and I were walking in the dry riverbed. But, um, there was news reports saying that the water was going to flood the riverbed and we had to... Uh, like climb up some cliffs and stuff like that to get away from this giant gush of water. Did you get out? I don't remember. Did you see the water? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> what about you? What what happened to you lately? Uh, I've been meeting a lot of old friends lately. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I know they're not here. I mean, <laughs> I'm too far away. Yeah. But uh, you just got. I had a lot of old friends just popping in. You know. Giving me high fives, telling me I'm on track. Okay. Thing, things are good. A uh, few weird calls, but no, pretty pretty normal, normal week, normal stuff. Sounds nice and positive. Thinking of printing money. That, that, that <laughs> happened. I had that thought on the bus on the way over. <laughs> I might actually do it too. <laughs> You're going to start counterfeiting. Uh, well, I, I call it um, QEP. <laughs> The quantum, quantitative easing paradox. Uh, personal. Okay. <laughs> personal quantitative easing. Printing your, printing your own money. Yeah. 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 I think it's... Uh, it occurred to me that it's not a bad thing. Mm. That as long as everyone got it, and I can only really control my reality, so as long as I got it, then it's cool. <laughs> well, you know, there's these things like they have... Uh, in the United States, there's a, there's, there are places that make their own currency, like locally... Uh, like Mountain Owls is one of them, I think. And it's it's kind of like what your idea is. They they print their own currency and it's more or less like uh, like like they have a bunch of coupons. Um, like just, you know, when Pizza Hut prints a coupon, Pizza Hut accepts it. But in this case, all of the businesses, not just Pizza Hut, would accept it in, in that area. Perfect. I mean, whatever it takes to, to create business, hmm. to help, uh, well, business is just the trade of some kind of monetary control hmm. and product. I mean, I, I, there's been a lot of sales on lately and I went and got a couple of shirts and they, uh, they give you 20% back, hmm. but in like a, in this, like a gift card hmm. and I had to go buy it. That's why I bought two shirts because I got this gift card and I had to go back and buy another shirt. And I thought, well, they're on sale. I may as well use it now. I ended up spending double the money. Well, it wasn't really a planned buy, but I spent. I bought two shirts. I didn't buy one shirt, so it works. Coupons, points. People who invented point systems, like loyalty rewards. That's yeah. that's as good as money. That is money. And <laughs> yeah, in a in a limited sense of the word, yeah. Um, <laughs> what if you uh, what if you sell like premium coffee, and each cup had like a piece of eight. In the bottom, like a a, <laughs> a piece of what? A piece of eight, like a. You don't know what a piece of eight is. A piece of eight mm. is is one eighth of a Spanish dollar. So you could buy like a you know like a nineteen twenty Mexican peso, cut it up into eight pieces, and and then slip that. <laughs> okay, slip that into but the, the coin's got real value or real worth. 
Well, it's, it's got subjective value. It's got melt okay. value. Okay. Well, then silver value. That's, that's, that's what, what I was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. But then that would cost, let's see, a, a, like a, a 1920 peso, it's like 0.72 troy ounces, I think, of silver. And hmm. so it's, they're worth about 80 to 100 pesos. So, so if you, <laughs> you gave them away. That's, that's good. That's good value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you could give them away, but you'd have to charge like an extra 15 pesos uh, yeah. for every cup. I'm yeah. not sure. If and that, that's even, that. It's so delicious. I hope they remember that it's, uh, that it's in there. Otherwise, I'm going to have customers choking. <laughs> that's not good for repeat business. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like the old, uh, old tradition where you put like a, a penny in uh, Christmas cake, something like that. Kind of like the Rosca. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you mean that cake, that weird ass cake that they had? The big donut. The, yeah. The, the family share on the Los Villa yeah. Los Reyes. Yeah. I, w- I walked into the living room the other day, and my housemates were there with this weird looking cake with the jellied fruit or whatever, the, whatever it is on top. Yeah. And and they're like, "Hey, good, come in, try a piece." Give me the knife. Yeah, they gave me the knife, and then out come these two plastic figurines uh, oh you, you're set up <laughs> yeah apparently uh and, and they're like ah and they start laughing and stuff uh, and i'm like i don't want to eat this cake now i don't want to eat the like plastic boys or whatever okay um, for those that don't know they're they're it's on king's day the 6th of january um all mexican families have uh, a rosca which is kind of like a it's like a dry bread uh big donut cake with with fruit and in like fruit type jellies on top. Yeah, it's um, supposed to represent the three gifts from the three kings. That's it. Um, and and what what they what we do is there's little baby little baby children mm. like a like a, a little boy figurine of plastic that's mm. in and it's, there's usually there's usually a handful spread out in the cake mm. and as you cut it you go around the table family member family member and cut slice of this cake. And if you pull out the El Nino, it's your job to organize los tamales. Yeah, so apparently I have to learn how to cook tamales so I can... <laughs> and what, that's like the 18th of February, that party? It sounds something like that. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta have a check because but this year I didn't... Every year that I've, I've cut it, I've always had one. This year I haven't, so I don't have to worry about it. Whew, you, gotta, you got some work ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently they're not so hard to make. Yeah, uh should we run an intro? Intro. demand we had a few questions come through uh just regarding uh well this was, it was kind of difficult to plan how we're going to do this but people wanted to know about densities i think a lot of people have heard about different dimensions and things and sci-fi movies and, and all that but like mm. but densities dimensions like i think a lot of people are assuming the same thing uh i i came across them reading the book by uh you know the humble message of one the raw material 
uh, in episode one. I, I briefly mentioned yeah. that. What's the book called again? It's the it's the humble message of one. Okay. Um, it's also called the raw material. Ah, and okay, okay. Uh, the the book it's it was produced in early eighties. Uh, it was a, a study group that were were looking into were studying channeling, mm. channeling of like either high consciousness beings or I think uh, in this case Ra is a uh, is an entity from I believe Andromeda, the galaxy Andromeda that they're able to to channel. But uh, it doesn't actually. It, it actually the book does go into some detail on how to actually channel and how to organize. The instrument, which is the person in, in the the channeling okay. situation, but I'm not going to go into that too much because um, so we could set up our own circle and and uh, try this experiment ourselves. Uh, yeah, I have to read up on how to do it because there's a few things. I think it's the candles involved, and yeah. you know, to, to check smoke or signal of interference. It's it's all metaphysical stuff, uh, and I I read it because the message of one. Uh, is all in line with with all human beings being one one species, one family, brothers and sisters. Love being the ultimate source or the ultimate, you know, God's language. So, I, I read it just because it was I was I was interested in understanding. Oh, it was recommended to me, so mm. I, I checked it out. It mm. was it was actually I could read it again. It was there's too much information in there, which is why I came across. Densities and felt like I needed to mention it a couple of times, but I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a go in actually cool. explaining what that is through examples, and we'll see how that comes out. Yep. Because this is just like it's, it's too much. Uh, okay, I think that the best way to start would be to understand perception, mm-hmm. perception of, of one. I think the the famous study for the the double slit experiment. And, mm-hmm. and what that, what implications came from that, I think is important to understand mm-hmm. when, we, when we're talking about perception. So, um, please look this study up. I mean, I'm not going to explain any great detail or um, hopefully do justice, but it was a, an electron gun that was shooting a single electrons at one slit mm. in, in a wall. And what, and what happened was the, they were measuring or they were seeing what pattern the electrons were going to, were producing going through the slit to the wall behind. And, and uh, as you can imagine, all the electrons were hitting the wall behind in a perfect slit, straight line. Yeah. Then they, they furthered the study by introducing two slits, which is why it's called the double slit experiment. And they were doing the same thing, shooting electrons, but in this, in this case, in the whole area and seeing how they, how they go through the slits and what pattern was made on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, the first time they did it, it produced exactly what they thought it would produce. And like just, just a straight line, each electron appeared to travel in a straight line. Is that right? Yes. As if well, it's a particle. Well, 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 the outcome was, was two, two lines. Yeah. Where the electrons would travel through the slit and yeah. make two lines the one, in the, the, ones the back that made wall. it through just... just kept going exactly where they were going. And, exactly. Yeah. The, the electrons traveled in a straight line as if they were a, a particle. They redid the, the study, but this time they had a sensor of some kind measuring yeah. how they actually, how they moved through the slits or what was, I don't know, whether, what was the rate of actually getting through the slit or what happened. I, I think how it works is when they put a sensor directly after the slit, 
then it would behave like a particle. But they, if they didn't have that sensor there, then it would behave like a wave. Yes. So the the observation of the of the particle or the wave particle actually changed its nature. So this is this is like but it was a complete the, the uncertainty principle where you can't you can't observe the speed of something without changing its location, and you can't observe the location of something without changing its speed. Yeah. Um, so you can never know both details, and mm. and this get, this takes it to another level where yeah every, every time you look at something you may actually be changing its nature yes <laughs> you are you are interacting with your environment mm. just by looking at it all the time um, I mean it was quite a big surprise to them they didn't expect they they added the the sensor in to check you know to check a variable in in the experiment mm. but they ended up seeing two totally different painted walls by electrons yeah. which meant just by adding the, the observing eye, it, it changed the experiment and yes. opened up a whole new dimension of uh, yeah. future studies. Very scary, very scary <sighs> ideas because... <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, like... it's so cool, but yeah. <laughs> but, but why? Well, because uh, I think, um, like, Rupert Sheldrake and Bruce Lipton say stuff like, where with things like bi biology and, and physics and chemistry, all, all of these sciences, we're still kind of as assuming a Newtonian view of the universe, but this changes that completely. The, the universe doesn't just operate by Newtonian principles. The, it, it does at some level, but not at every level. So uh, who, who knows how biology really operates if we're starting with the assumption that Waves can be particles and particles can be waves. Things things change depending on how they're observed. Yeah, who who knows what that what implications that leads to? Yeah, well, it's it's what you it's whatever you want. <laughs> it's whatever you been led or choose to believe. Maybe, I, maybe. I like the, I like the classic. <laughs> if uh, if a tree falls down in the woods but there's no one there hmm. to see or hear it, does it make a noise? Yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> What's the answer? Well, there's a, well, it depends because <laughs> because you're not really meant to answer it. It's just meant to pause conscious thought. That's the yes, but but it's also interesting as a scientific question. Well, I heard that question before I was aware of this study, uh -huh. and of course it makes a noise. A tree's got weight. It's going to fall over. It's going to it's going to make a bang. It's going to crush things. But then, but then I came across this and it's like, well, uh, was there even a tree? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Was there even a tree until you observe it? Into, uh, and that's like Schrodinger's cat experiment. You know, Schrodinger's cat experiment. No, no. What's, okay. Which one's that? So this, this is a thought experiment where you have, it, you know, it sounds kind of cruel, but it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just an idea. It's not it's something we're actually going to do. So you have a box, uh, like a safe, um, and no, no sound or, or air can get in or out. So there's no way of seeing what's in the box. And in the box, you have a cat with enough air supply to. Yeah, now you are cool. <laughs> yep. And you have you have a piece of radioactive material um, that's uh, completely random. They're like that is, it's completely unpredictable. You don't know if a particle is is going to be released 
uh, like a, a piece of beta radiation is going to be released at any point in time. So I, I guess you call it a random number generator. It takes a sample to see if, the, if a particle is released or not. If a particle is released, then a gas is released in the, in the safe and the cat dies. Mm. If a particle is not released, then the cat lives. Now, when you come to it, when you come to the box 10 minutes later, there is no earthly way of knowing if the cat is still alive or if it's dead. So uh, the idea is that because of the potential, the cat is simultaneously alive and dead. At the same time. Yep. Until you open the safe, at which point the potentiality waveform collapses and the reality resolves. Yes. Yeah. That's like receiving a meal with the with your steel cover over top. It's like, you know, am I going to receive what I ordered or not? <laughs> Until you open it, it could be everything in any menu, anything on the, on the whole menu, yeah. but then you open it and then you make it real at that point. <laughs> that's, that's the interaction of reality. Hmm. Um, there was also another study they did similar with a, with a number generator and it, w- it was just constantly, but it, wasn't, it was generating either a one or a zero mm-hmm. and they had a participant want to, well, firstly, it's just a number generator. Hmm. You generate 100 ones or zeros, you're going to have, you'd expect to have 50-50. But then when they added an observer and even just asking them to think, are they, do you want more ones or want more zeros? Hmm. This had a significant effect Hmm. on where where the the number generator was producing ones or zeros. Hmm. And prior to that, obviously, it was producing randomly. And it continued to produce randomly, yet it was producing significantly, uh, it was producing results significantly in line with whatever the person desired to see more of. Right. Do you, do you happen to know by what mechanism the random number generator was functioning, like by, by um, radioactive material, by radio waves? Or uh, no, I think it was just a, a number generator on a, on a computer, the experiment that I, that I saw. Oh, okay. That could be different again because dep- depending on the mechanism... Um, if it's if it's on a computer, it can actually be a pseudo number generator. They're like the number you you enter a seed, and the um, the computer generates what appear to be random to us. But actually, whenever you have the same number as a seed, you can produ- you can consistently produce those same numbers. So, it de- depending on the experiment, mm. these people can actually be altering the past. De- depending on the mechanism for the random number generator. Yes. Yeah. You'd have to run it again. I mean, uh, the, the experiment the experiment that I <laughs> we saw... Can, it we was... can try that. We can set up an experiment like that and, and see what our results are if you want. That is a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Homework. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the, the experiment was... Um, I, I mean, they, they stated that it was a good control. I mean, obviously, they ran it a few times prior to desiring a zero or a one more so. Hmm. But, um, I mean, it's, it's documented, like it's, it's a significant study. Hmm. So, we, we now get that the observer and the participant in the reality completely changes the reality. Hmm. That, that's the, the hypothesis of these, of these studies, right? Hmm. Linking this to, like, to normal life, it's uh, a lot of people have like, uh, let, let's, let's call them desires. They, they want to see an outcome in their own life. They want to achieve something in their own life. Mm-hmm. But you, and you're either, you either get it or you don't. And some people are either satisfied 
or they're not satisfied. And mm-hmm. I've been there, they're riding this like emotional compass. They're trying to navigate their way through life, trying to work out whether they're, they're happy, they got the job. You know, they, they had the interview, they came out, they're not happy, they didn't get the job, mm. or what have you. Moving forward to the concept of, of emotions and people holding emotions and the character of the person, I know that if, if I'm upset or angry about something, that's a totally different Aaron to the Aaron that's, that's happy. You know what I mean? The Aaron that just, just won the lotto. That's a different, these are two totally different people in the way they're going to react to future situations mm-hmm. relative to that, to that time. So uh, the, the more that you dive within yourself and realize the complete range of infinite emotion and factors that can change the way that you're going to react to certain situations, mm-hmm. you can find that you, you're, you're made up of, of many characters. Taking any one of these characters and seeing how you, you react to something, then you can choose to either continue to play out the reaction or take a step back within yourself, understand that you're upset because you're half an hour late, for example, to, a, to work. And you can't find a car park. The person that's upset isn't going to be thinking as clearly as someone that's normal or someone that's content with, mm. that, with their, their state. So the person that's now upset and looking for that car park has got less likely chance of finding a car park to someone that's got a clear mind is going to rationally think of where they can park their car. Mm. Okay. You, you agree with that? Do you, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it, it sounds reasonable. And on, on that level, you don't need to get uh, talk about some supernatural manifestation or something like no, that. No, it's, like it's completely the, normal. Like the secret. It's just how your emotional state is going to affect how well you, your mind is working, how well you can notice opportunities. Yes. I, I just find it's, it's still interesting. Well, I still get upset over things. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a complete... Zen master and have complete control over my over my emotions. But there's times where I uh, I find myself in in this rut of of non control, hmm. and it's like I I know better than this. Why am I getting Why am I getting upset or flustered over something that I have no control over? Yet <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um, the fact that I'm aware of it means I don't give in to. To, uh, to those, those reactive emotions. A lot of people now are, are taking on certain studies into yoga and meditation, mindfulness, to become more aware of oneself, mm. where they're able to, to see themselves in a reactive state, opposed mm. to choosing to be content with what they have or choosing to be just, just happy with, with life or waking up in the morning. I mean, I mentioned to you earlier, like today, I, I feel like I got out of bed the wrong way. Like, I feel like I was in for a, for a rough day, a rough morning, yet everything happened pretty calmly and I, I just had a normal day. But for some reason, I felt like I had this negative cloud over me. And it wasn't until I, I came here and explained it to you that it was just a normal day that I realized, why, why am I rushing today for some reason? Yet I made good time. Hmm. It's like, you know, my, my mind and my, my spirit or soul or energy isn't, isn't in harmony for some reason. So, so normally, uh, you, you'd, you'd meditate and try to work out you know, what's, what's going on in my life that I don't feel like it's on level. Try to lift that energy up, which yeah. is, 
But that's a funny, it's funny the way you put that. Because if something were uh, were going wrong in my life and it was making me emotionally affected, what I would try to deal with first wouldn't wouldn't be the um, the thing in my life um, because I don't necessarily have control over that, but I do have control over my emotional state to some mm. extent. Yeah. Some sometimes more than others. So I, if I can address that, like uh, like when I'm in the car park looking for a space, if I can address my own emotional state, uh, take a few deep breaths and and become calm again. Good tool. Yeah. And, then that's going to help me address the situation, the external situation. Yeah, what, what a, just reflecting on that, I think what's been affecting me is, in my case, I'm just, I'm just, I just think I'm doing too much. Okay. <laughs> like I had a big gym session yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've got a few projects on the fly. Like, you know, I've got a lot, I've got a lot going on. Yeah. And, you know, I know I didn't, I didn't sleep. I, I wasn't in bed early enough or I wasn't, yeah, I just didn't get my full night's sleep. Mm-hmm. So I got up in the morning and I'm already rushing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's just not, not, the way, not the way it should be. So doing these, taking these, this time out of your day and, and actively using tools like deep breathing or even having, med- having time to meditate yeah. or doing a, a session of yoga, any of these mindfulness uh, activities is perfect for lifting your energy and awareness in, in how you're carrying yourself through the day. Now, the reason why I'm getting to this is because it's super, or I'm, to understand these ideas, you try, and try, you try and want to make the most out of it. So to lift your energy, you're going to, be, you're going to move through life easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, life being, let's see, where do I want to jump from here? Levels of consciousness or the multiverse? Okay. This is know. a little choose your own adventure. It is. I, I'm trying to work out where, where, do, where do I go from here. <laughs> I'm going to at once. Okay. <laughs> multiverse. Okay. Okay. The, the multiverse is, it's quite a, it's quite a head full. <laughs> it's quite a, a, quite a bit to chew. So the multiverse is about all opportunity, all combination, all permutations of lifetime and experience in now. Is that right? Everything's sounds, happening. Sounds everything happening simultaneously, irrespective of future, past, all characters, self, everyone. Everyone's doing everything. At, everything's happening at the same time, at all time. All possibility of experience is now. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's heavy. You can, I mean, you can see this. This isn't isn't some kind of crazy interdimensional worlds. I mean, just looking at the movie uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Where they went down to that planet and they were there for like, what, an hour? Yeah. And, and in, in real time, it was just like, time where the planets were different and it was just, uh, you, don't, you don't realize how much time you're using. It's like the, the perspective of the person involved uh, has its own time, but it's not connected to everyone else in their time. Like right now, we could be in different time. We're not because we have observers. <laughs> <laughs> right, that collapses that waveform. Yeah, people are they're, they're watching, they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, I'm assuming in the future hmm. because it's live. But that's them listening to that future time is exactly now. Hmm. Like you're listening to this right now in your time. 
their time. Our time is now as well. So that, that is the everything collapsed into the, to the moment. That's, right. that's time travel. So you're saying like because we have a record of what's happened, uh, what, what actually happened is more likely. So that's kind yes. of like the past, well, the, the past timeline has a, has a record and, the, and because people can observe that record, that, that kind of changes the past in a sense. That makes the past more defined. Well, it makes the past the past at that point in time. Yeah. Like it makes it real at yeah. that time. I mean, the, the reason why this is important is because unless that, if that didn't exist, hmm. the past could be all possibility. Hmm. It could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. 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 Which means we can, by changing the past, you create the future. What's that, what's that saying? As, a, as an interesting, by controlling the past, you control the future. He, he who controls the past controls the future. Yes. Well, I, well, I know when I first heard it, I didn't understand it. Hmm. Because like, how, how can you control the past if it's already happened? Yeah. So th this comes back to like 1984 and the memory hole, where uh, Smith is sitting there in his office and is manipulating the past. Or the, that is, it's manipulating history. So nobody uh, like is, is photoshopping people out of uh, pictures that happened, things that happened years ago, um, inserting people who didn't used to be there, um, removing heroes from history and inserting other people in their place. And nobody know, nobody is the wiser. No, because, because yeah. in, in their individual reality, they're putting their attention is drawn to the past or a point or details of the past that's going to live on in the future, hmm. in, in, their, in their time realities to wrap up the multiverse everything's possible at the same time mm. put that aside you can choose to believe anything you want about the past or be told to believe something about the past which mm. you're going to continue to believe in your in your uh time space journey continuum so you're saying something like we are like we have this present moment but the interpretation of how we got to this present moment and the interpretation of what's going to happen in the future, that's completely open. Nobody, nobody knows what's, what's there. Yep. Okay. So you... But, that's a, but then the multiverse also means that every single present, like the, there are infinite presents possible. Well, that, that's all that there is. Okay. All the time. Because from, from this, like where I'm sitting right now, there are... I can actually imagine possible futures, but it's it's more difficult for me to imagine a different present because what I'm observing seems to be happening right now. It is what it is. Right, yeah, with, with exactly. Your, with your point of view. Yeah. But the, a lot of us get confused if we, we're trying to choose our tomorrow, we're trying to choose what we want in the future, but we really can only do that by changing what we did yesterday. By choosing what we remember. Okay. Okay. So, um, if you're one of these, if you're a person that's trapped in a, a lower, I say I say lower, but it's not lower or higher. It just is. So, if you feel down about yourself, if you're just negative mm. about certain aspects, you find yourself in a rut. You're not exactly happy with everything that's happening around you, mm. you tend to dwell on things that are also of that frequency in the past. Yeah. 
So, okay. and this is like state-based memory. So if, if you get drunk and have a really brilliant idea, you're more likely to remember that idea when you're really drunk again. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're in a depressed yes. state, then you're more likely to remember times in the past where you've been depressed. Yeah, I, I haven't thought um, so, about it, of that example, but what, what's that called? Is that, is that state, a thing? State-based memory. Ah, oh, so simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay, uh, let's say I'm a little bit self-conscious of myself. I've just, I've just gone through the, the holiday season and I've put on 10 kilos of weight because I've eaten everything. <laughs> All of a sudden, I see, I see a, a slightly fatter Aaron in the mirror. Mm. And I remember being 10 years old at, at school, getting picked on, uh, being overweight. And I'm in that mentality again. Mm. It's like, how did something that happened 20 years ago is now affecting my moment today? Yeah, suddenly it becomes relevant. It becomes, yeah, it becomes my, it consumes me. Mm. I need to let go of that mm. by not focusing on the fat kid when he was 10 and focusing on the, the slightly less fatter kid that started playing rugby league and enjoyed himself. And yeah, and because he was carrying extra weight, he could he could bust through the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like take what look. Don't be so subjective with our memories, and let's look yeah. at what at what it is, and let's let go of what doesn't serve you to okay. try and raise the energy in the moment to give you a better perspective of what's really happening. Right. So Lao Tzu wrote, uh, "When I let go of what I am." I become who I might be. Maybe you don't need to have an identity in the way that you normally think about it. Maybe you don't, you don't need to relate to your experiences as, as being formative, like as, as something that forms you as a person. Maybe that, you know... Be formless. Yeah. yeah. Be like be water, water. my friend. Like, yeah. Genius. He channeled it. He channeled it. That, he was an alien. There's no way somebody learned their stuff. But Bruce Lee was able to create a meditation through movement, mm. and which completely transformed all martial arts. Mm. Mm. Break? Yeah, let's take a break. Back to the moment. Welcome to the moment. Our moment. Yeah. Your moment. Our past. Yeah. Well, right now, <laughs> right now it's our present. We're beaming it out. You're going to see us looking back into the past. Yeah, it's going to be their, yeah, their, their moment, looking at us in their moment, at our past, in the future. Yeah, from our perspective, it's our, it's our future. But from your, your perspective... <laughs> we're in the past delivering knowledge of our moment of our life <laughs> to change your past to make a better future well that's your choice yeah Ch or choose to change your perspective on the past that's better to alter your future all frequencies <laughs> so yeah it's all, it's all down to how you want to see the world your world make it own it yours mm. um this is why people want to like better themselves. People like want to high, they want to lift their levels of, of energy, their levels of consciousness to deliver to the moment a more switched on, alert and aware person. It's pretty important. I should meditate more. <laughs> yeah. We all should. 
So, so bring in more of an, a mindfulness and awareness to, to the moment is going to let you navigate through that car park quicker, get the, get the car spot you want. Right. Oh, you won't even need to worry about that because you weren't half an hour late in the first place <laughs> and you've been listening to your favorite tunes on the way. So you're in the best mode and there's a car park right at the front <laughs> because that's what you want, right? You, th- you think you could change your past to that extent. I, I had an interesting experience where uh, yes, when, I think you can. <laughs> when, when Bitcoin started getting to like six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, I was like, oh, "Damn, what was I thinking?" I like I knew this thing was going to be big, but I, I, I didn't buy any. Um, and then I, I focused on it, and I'm like, "Hang on, what if I could just shift my reality, like just sidestep just in like a little bit, and I would be in a different reality." where I actually did buy Bitcoins early. And then I realized, actually, wait, I did, I did buy Bitcoins early. I bought, like, the first Bitcoin I bought was at $10, and the next one was at 100 So, <laughs> So I actually did do that. And then I thought, I, what just happened here? Did I just change my... Did I just slip into another reality? Maybe I did too. Let me check my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or did I just change my emotional perspective like uh, realize that I can be content with the with the amount I did buy um, so I, I well still if don't you're know. not buy some more right now <laughs> yeah well yeah I am I'm, I'm, I'm buying it a little bit every week it's chipping away <laughs> yep yeah that that story makes me think about so many situations where you do things mm. or you don't do things and then you think you did or you or you haven't like, uh, like looking for your keys. Mm. It's like, I swear I left them in there, in the spot on the corner of the bench where my keys are always. Mm. Um, but you go to find your keys and they're not. And you're like, well, I don't remember moving them. Mm. Who moved my keys? Where are my keys at? It sounds like a good book. Who moved my, <laughs> Who moved my keys? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that could be a good book of manifesting negative realities. But the, yeah, the, 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 the concept of, of choosing your reality mm. means if you, if you have like a, a, a pure perspective, mm. you're not feeling, well, it's pretty better to be positive, then you can choose, change your emotional state mm. to being satisfied with something you did previously and then realizing, well, I did do that. Mm. I'm, I'm happy with what I did do. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything being be nice. Mm. So I think about like, I think there's like several levels on which this can work. Like what if, yeah, I mean, you can, you can be calm in the present and change your perspective on the present. Then you can look, look through the past and see it in a different light um, on an emotional level. But then can you, does the mind actually have the power to move through realities? (laughs) Um, well, I have no idea. breaking down the, the mind, reality, that, that whole complex, the complex of the human being, mm. the, the mind, the spirit, and the body, yeah. the, the, the material. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's, please Google this stuff <laughs> because there's so much information and you won't sleep for a couple nights. <laughs> the mind is electric. Thoughts are the, the electrical signals traveling through your, your mind. The reality is generated 
through the, the force of the electromagnetic interaction of your reality that's generated by your heart, which mm. is the, the emotional sensory, the, the emotional compass. You choose to see with your mind what you feel with your heart. That's like the, that's like the, the navigating thing. Um, the brain is like a computer and it's recording everything. And you just choose to remember what you want. You choose to see what you want. Right. Because so, it, yeah, because it, the brain takes in so so much information. Like it's, I, I don't know how much. It's like a, it's like several gigabytes a second or something. Uh, if if you could even measure it, they've, they've measured and that. I th I think they have. Because uh, like like look at your vision. Your vision is you know it's more megapixels than the highest megapixel camera. You can't even make out a single pixel. A single pixel could be the size of an atom. Retina display, you don't even know anymore. Yeah, it's like it's it's on par. But when I get my eyes upgraded and I don't need glasses anymore, I'm gonna ask for like Retina Plus. <laughs> I want to see more. I want to see into the into the atoms. Show me how that structure is built. <laughs> Electron microscope retinas. Wow. Well, I mean, most kids ask to see through walls or through clothes, but I want to see atoms. Well, you can do that too. I think infrared goes through walls to some extent um not, yeah. the, not these walls we're in a bunker <laughs> uh, yeah so so the thing is your uh, the the part of the information that actually reaches your consciousness is you know such a small fraction of all the information that you receive so you get uh all the information that your body receives actually yeah. through the senses so it yeah the reticular activating system just hones in breaks down to this small parts that you think are relevant um yeah, because we we are the infinity machine we, we're never going to run out of memory we just choose to hold as much or as little as we need mm. for, for the moment depending on the levels of of consciousness we have to evaluate the perspective that we have because i'm assuming at this point you're aware that we can step out of our emotions and evaluate mm. creating whatever reality you want mm. manifesting yeah, manifesting the future <laughs> so rather in, than just waiting in, for it to turn up. In Prometheus Rising, uh, Robert Anton Wilson describes this experiment where you you start looking around the ground for a, a fifty cent piece or like a you know ten peso coin or something like that, um, and you you constantly think you had it every time you're walking around, and uh, the the chances are. A, Sooner or later, you'll find a, a 10 peso piece. And uh, the question is, did that happen just because you were tuned into it? Or did it happen because you manifested it? You made it real. You made the, you, the circumstances somehow align with your expectations. You mean like it was there the whole time? You were just never in the mindset to notice it until it, then? Yeah, well, that's, that's one aspect of it. Like, that's like focusing in your mind on the opportunity and then the other aspect of of it is uh, bringing reality into line with your expectations manifesting so it could be either or it could be both you know a little column a a little column b. i think it's definitely both yeah depending on, on what mindset you have mm. because once you learn how to manifest mm. you're never not manifesting mm. or are you or are you just taking responsibility for your previous actions arriving at the moment? I don't know. Are you talking about like karma? 
like every everything that I've done has an action, has a reaction, and then now they're all they might start to catch up with me, and yeah, I, now I, I, I'm more conscious. I can. <laughs> well, you, you mean like karma? I'm gonna do good things, like practice mindfulness techniques, like like you're breathing or something to to lower mm. the the emotions, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I I'm gonna reap the benefits of positive karma by by doing so. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, if you do, if you do that, like yeah, there's. Well, what's, uh, what is karma? <laughs> karma is like karma. Well, <laughs> karma is like I, I guess karma is a few things because basically, on, on one level, it's just cause and effect. Uh, like people say, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Or what, what you know, if you plant pumpkins, you get pumpkins, and so. <laughs> uh, so on on that level, yeah. If you if you do nasty things, and you're probably gonna hang around with nasty people, you know, people people will try to get revenge with at you or something like that. But um, then, but then people say that's not that's not my fault. I never wanted this. I never manifested this reality. Yeah, well, I think that's a kind of level of unconsciousness because exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And and a lot of people when they say that's not my fault, they also say. It's your fault. They try to place the blame, and they avoid taking any responsibility for their own situation. And it, I, I see that unconscious attitude. That, that's why life. I think it goes hand in hand. That's mm. why. That's why it's both. Because you need to have the responsibility for your power. Mm. Like once mm. you realize you have the power to to manifest whatever you want, mm. or just move towards that reality. Then you you're taking responsibility. That's the power to do to do good mm. and not evil. Mm. Mm. You, so, just, you just make us superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I think at some level, because I, I I have this picture. Let's see, you gave you gave me kind of this image in my head, uh, and I'm, I'm picturing like a a man, and at at his top, he has a, a conscious area, and it's like glow, glow, glowing blue. Uh, and the rest of him is just an outline, a red outline. Uh, but as he gets more conscious, he gets more conscious, and that blue area, it's like his area of control, it spreads through his entire body, through his entire consciousness. Maybe it even spreads outside of his body. Because um, <laughs> this image relates to the idea that when, when I say you, you actually have a different idea of what that means when you say I, because you have an idea of what is in your conscious control. I see your heart beating as a part of you, but you don't necessarily see your heart beating as a, as a part of what you say, what, what you mean when you say I, because from your perspective, that's out of your control. Mm. Um, and so if you're, the, the less aware you are of your of, of your personal power, your your own consciousness, emotions, actions, responsibilities, then yeah. the then the less uh, the smaller that I becomes, the less that me becomes, until you're just like a leaf in the wind, responding to things, you know, an entire a, a victim, a complete Reacting. victim, yeah, reactive mode. Yeah. No, no, see, well, I heard personal power and I thought of Tony Robbins. Sure. <laughs> and then I heard that I don't have control, but I, I do have control of my heart. Yeah, to, to some extent. With my ninja 
mindset. I yeah. can control all my, my limbs. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. The average person doesn't put focus on the pressure they're putting on the bottom of their foot as they're walking down the street. Mm. And it's important to be aware of everything. Mm. Uh, as you lift your level of consciousness, you, you realize that you know, maybe your posture isn't as good as what you thought it was. But what you don't, or way, maybe, maybe your feet aren't straight when you walk. Mm. I noticed a lot of people walk with their feet out or their feet in. Mm. And although they, it's, it's not a big deal, it doesn't matter, but these people might have knee pain. Mm. Later on in life or... Yeah. Later that week, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of walking and my knee hurts. I need to focus on how I'm stepping. Mm. I need to look at maybe my right foot is getting lazy or something. Like I'm aware of this. Mm. I, don't, I don't need to wait for a year and then go see a doctor and tell me that my knee's stuffed. Right. Where, where I, I can be aware of it and fix myself now. There's no reason why people need to, uh, need to let things go so long if they're aware. I don't need to manifest that reality. I can take responsibility of my, of my leg function now and, and not worry about it yeah so it's like this pro- proactive mentality and i think a, a lot of people my, myself included like something comes up some problem comes up and i'm like ah, i don't worry about you know it'll take care of itself or i know it's going to be a problem but i still try to ignore it <laughs> and, and yeah. then yeah the you know a stitch in time saves nine or the, you know the longer you wait the more of a problem it's going to be completely like mm. i put my glasses down somewhere somewhere silly mm. and i already know someone's going to step on them mm. why were they on the floor yeah it's like take responsibility and put them in their case in my bag on the shelf or whatever like so and then all of a sudden that reality has no chance of manifesting mm. that's yeah. a level of responsibility so we talk a lot about consciousness and trying to lift that to, to create a better, remove a worse, manifest a more positive reality. Yeah, Let's, break the karmic cycle. And <laughs> yeah, well, the, the karmic cycle. Yeah, I, I just, once you realize that karma is just the definition of life record, it's just a record okay. of whatever you do, I think. It's something like that. It's like I see karma as like a big school report. <laughs> we're, we're just in a big classroom called Earth and we're trying to, get through with, a, with an A+. Plus. <laughs> okay, okay. So, something like that. I mean, you know, I think everyone should try and improve their situation. No one's happy with, with being a, a worse version of themselves. Hmm. So taking that on board, uh, we all have this level of energy, this, uh, this level of conscious power, this yep. personal power that everyone talks about to take responsibility of your environment and actions and whatever have you. The human being has a certain range of conscious power that, that, we, can, that we can exert upon our, upon our third dimensional reality. Mm. Um, I haven't seen the movie Lucy yet, but I, I, I want to check it out. Because it's, have you heard it, seen the trailer? It's the one where the, the woman uses 100% of a brain and suppose, based on the premise that people actually use 10% or 10% of the potential. Depending, depending I think how the, you phrase it. The average person, I think, uses, for what, they, for what I gather, I mean, because I'm only regurgitating information, I find 8 to 10%. But, I mean, that's before calcification of pineal gland, <laughs> fluoride in the water. Yeah. But I think, I think the idea, oh, like, because it, get, it gets thrown around a lot. And if you, if you, if, if you actually only use 10% of your brain, like, imagine if your brain was 
10% of its current size, you would probably be hmm, not quite a vegetable, but um, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So does that mean I'm using um, eight? Or 10? <laughs> <laughs> what it what it means is I think I think the I think the truer phrase is actually we use ten percent of the potential of our brains because if you look at like say Einstein's brain, I think they keep it in a jar somewhere, and and they can see that it has uh, more ridges and more mass than um, than like just about everybody's brain. Must have been all that coconut oil. <laughs> uh, I don't know. His diet probably had something to do with it. I don't know if uh, we shouldn't, Einstein uh, ever lived in the has any? I've never seen anything documented on Einstein's diet. <laughs> mm. But it'd be interesting to know. I mean, I, the, the little that I know about Einstein yeah. is uh, he, he, did, he did a lot of like uh, personal activity. To okay. relax. He used to play his violin a lot. He said a lot of his ideas actually came to him, a lot of his solutions, in uh, you know, getting out of the, the lab and going to play his violin. Mm. Yeah. So disconnecting, I think almost letting go of the, of the like not focusing on the, the issue and, and relaxing is, yeah. um, I think, quite important. That's, yeah. what, that's what I gather from that. Yeah. But So 10% of the potential of yeah. our mind. I, I think that's, yeah. But it's probably not, I mean, it's probably not even that. It's, pro- it's probably, like, really, if you think about it, like, if I, if I turned my brain potential, or uh, my current potential, if I multiplied it by 10, would I be Einstein or Feynman? I, I don't know if I'd be at that level. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd quite make it. <laughs> um, <laughs> very modest of you to say, <laughs> but okay. Let's let's consider the the effect of the well, well. What what I believe is I believe everything and nothing at the same time. Okay. So I like playing with ideas. Yeah. Let's say that it's got nothing to do with the brain. Okay. Like the your capacity of of anything has nothing to do with the physical brain. Yeah. And more to do with uh, some kind of emotional brain. Okay. Like do you the, you mean like a morphic field or what do you mean? Well, um, let's, let's go for a, like a, a third dimensional example would be, let's grab a, a really good soccer player mm. and compare his leg to my leg. Okay. Like it's same, let's say the same length, you know what I mean? They weigh about the same. Yep. Um, muscle density, uh, maybe he's a little more refined, yep. but a leg's a leg. Mm. It's just how you use it. Mm. I'm saying a physical brain and another physical brain, they might be about the same size, weight, mass, whatever. Yeah. But it's how does the brain actually interact with itself? Yeah. It is like some, some other kind of, some other energy movements in the mind somehow. Right. So like the connections within the brain, the physical connections, the synapses between yes. neurons. Yeah. Yep. Let, let's say that. But uh, there's been a lot of talk that maybe the, the, all the, like the knowledge of the person isn't stored in the brain. And the, the morphic field idea that you mentioned, that we, we are us because our brain records the most amount of information and knowledge based on the, the previous us, which makes us us, that, that timeline yeah. of... Or our, our, our brain receives the knowledge from the, and transmits knowledge into the morphic field. Our brain is like this, this uh, two-way radio communicating with, uh, with some sort of energy field that, that surrounds us or that... that resonates through your universe yes yeah. using that idea and calling the the morphic field a 
a hive mind because that morphic field is a field of everyone put together. Mm. So using the hive mind idea, maybe, maybe physically we'll never know if we're using more than 10% of our mind, but maybe we need to, to measure the, the transfer of knowledge between, or the connection between the, the fields of the, morph, or the morphic field or the, the connection to the hive mind. Mm. That brings more knowledge upon us. Something like that. Okay, let's run with it. <laughs> okay, yeah, because if we had, okay, because if we're assuming that there, there is such a thing as like a human hive mind or an earth hive mind, if we could, if we were only using a small percentage of our access to that and we have the potential to use more, in that case, we would be, I, I don't even know what kind of thing we would be. Yeah, <laughs> if we could, if it's we could unimaginable. Act, if one of us could access the entire the the entire uh, width and breadth of human knowledge like, the channel yeah that, just that. tune into that channel yeah. yeah and absorb more so yeah. let, let's say that ability to tune in to that channel of mm. being human is what lifts brain capacity creative okay. ideas knowledge that's not created in our mind mm. that's pulled from some other network yeah and that's what some people say like when they're in a flow state where like Say that they're doing something like you, you were talking about Van Gogh earlier and it's like painting, painting this crazy picture, just like intense focus, this hyper-focused, high state of performance um, and he might not even realize what he's doing and later when he looks back at it, he might say, I didn't paint that, the paint moved through me or the, 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 the artwork moved through me. I, be just I became a, the artwork. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a conduit for this, uh, like this platonic form, this archetype, this this uh, this floating idea which which comes to earth through through me. I'm like the bridge between heaven and earth. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's how did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what some people say when they're in a flow state. They say it happens through me. It's looking at his pictures was that they're quite large, mm. and if you're within an arm length of painting, there's no way he could have seen the bigger picture. Mm. So he was just producing. I don't I don't know if I've seen one of Van Gogh's like that, but there, there are plenty of like uh, Dali's like that where it's it's like. A, I think there's one where it's a bunch of individual squares, but when you zoom out, it's actually Abraham Lincoln. I haven't seen that one. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's probably a famous one. Yeah. yeah. Got, to, got to check it out. I've got to get in more art. More, <laughs> there's got to be... Mexico's yeah. got so many art museums. Yeah, yeah. We should go for a road trip. So we're, <laughs> we're running no, out of time. We haven't even mentioned Dead City yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I can wrap that up in a minute. <laughs> Dead cities. Uh. <laughs> Okay. We might have so, to go for a bit longer. So that idea of the flow state of mm. pulling this information from this like invisible network of all human potential, yeah. pulling it to one fine point in the, the mind that creates this movement of, of material mm. through your, you become the, the, the vehicle of creativity. Let's say that that transfer of knowledge between Net, human network to human being is consciousness. Is the, having a higher level of consciousness in the moment. 
mm. becoming more pure to yourself in the moment and creating that, that level of nothingness that mm. allows the opportunity for everything to enter you at that point, that, that skill of, of uh, I guess, downloading information into, mm. into you. If we're trying to create a better, a better connection by increasing consciousness, this, 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 I guess I'll jump into densities. Okay. Densities of, of, uh, of being. Densities is kind of, the way I see it, it's kind of like a way of measuring the, the spirit being. Mm. Like, like the spirit that you are, that, uh, that personal power that you know, that I know. I'm Aaron. I am this, this Aaron. The density that I'm operating in is, is this third dimensional life form, this okay. human Aaron so d- machine. Like densities have some kind of relation to, to dimensions um, when you're describing. Well, I, I like to think they're, they're not. Okay. I, I think they're, they're, right. they're, two, they're two simultaneous things that happen at the same time. Like I am, they, actually, you know what? I think I'm actually higher than third dimensional or third density. I'm in a third dimensional world. Yeah. Let's just say we're in 3D. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. But in the mind, like, you, you know, dream states, lucid dreaming, yeah. the daydreaming, the ability to, to pull creative, that I think is a totally different world of, of spirit. Okay. Energy. Okay. Because it's, yeah. Okay. So it's a, like a very high level brain function, the ability to imagine. Um, so, but let's, can we, let's see. Can we take it back to like first density? What is first density? Okay, using what he says, let's yeah. let's assume that we are all the fact that we're human, hmm. and to you need a certain amount of personal power, certain amount hmm. of consciousness, energy, spiritual power, to control this this vehicle, this machine. Mm-hmm. But within the human range, the humans have such a big range of consciousness. Yeah, like there, there's so many unconscious humans which could be base level, third density okay. Okay. being. That can go all the way through to what Ra describes as Jesus Christ being the sixth density. Okay. But which, what, what about something like, say, a, a bear or a lion? Would they be like first and second density? Well, or would they for, for what I've gathered, most, most animals and plants are second density. Mm-hmm. As in they, okay, a good example, a human that they describe to be third density is someone that's purely in the experience and rolling through completely reactive, um, a lower level of awareness of self and is just moving through time okay. with, with their life. Very reactive mode. Showed. Yes. Yeah. Well, well put. Um, a fourth density person would be someone that's, that's able to express higher levels of empathy right. towards, towards their surrounding, a certain, a higher level of responsibility. I think this is uh-huh. what, this is what they, they explain is as you're lifting your level of consciousness, we're moving towards where we're becoming a higher density being. But because humans can inhouse such a, a, a big range of density, then you know there, there could be it's possible to have a higher level density person inside a human machine okay. a, a vessel partaking in this third dimensional reality they i uh 
Ra mentioned that the dolphins and whales are like, uh, like higher fifth dimensional okay. uh, beings. But I'm, I'm assuming in, in dolphins and whales, they have a higher level of consciousness again. Mm. But uh, I guess to, to bring it to a, like a simple density being, plants, I think was the, the example that, that he used. Mm. And the, the plant is a second density being where they, they, there's like very minimal interaction with what, with what a plant does. A plant grows and strives towards reaching light. Mm. No different than what all beings try and do. And in, in the case of, of human beings, we are also trying to reach higher levels of light, light being, light being knowledge or mm. consciousness or awareness. But I can imagine being a plant and it would it'd be quite a, a dark experience where once you see light, that's what you'd strive for. I can see life as a plant being like lost in a tunnel and mm. seeing that, that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And the, the, I mean, this is just my interpretation of life as a plant, but you would be <laughs> I, constantly- I think they're getting, you're looking out there at them, I think they're getting pissed off. They don't like how you're misrepresenting them. Well, they're definitely, <laughs> they're definitely hearing what I'm saying. No, I, I don't know if they're that upset. <laughs> okay. There's plenty of lights. They're, they're running. They're yeah, growing. They probably don't care that much. You're right. Um. <laughs> so that, I mean, that, that's my understanding of, of densities, that there is such a big range of, okay. of light so, density. So we have something like a, a, like a tree, second density, a re regular reactive human, third density. But um, also like, like animals that, that react. Mm-hmm could be between like a, a high second and a low third. I mean, I, I'm just making this, this range up because there's really no, there's not much information okay. Okay. Uh, on, on densities. Of, so maybe, yeah, maybe we but, can do some more research. And well, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping more information out. comes out about this stuff because you, I mean, there's a few videos on, on YouTube that, that talk about densities. Uh, I only know the very little from, from the raw material. And, and trying to put together that in line with, with just levels of consciousness mm. and, and seeing how people are capable of becoming, of, of reaching God mode type levels mm. of, of awareness. And you read through the, the scriptures, Bible, uh, in the yoga, yoga texts, they, there's, you mentioned true sight, mm. which is like superpowers. Superhuman abilities. Yeah, shiddhis. Yes. Perfections. Yeah. And then, so and a, then we yeah. see humans like react like, like animals. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're, we're capable of so much. Yeah. Like so let's see. So, so let's see. So we're trying, try, I'm still trying to get an idea of the density. So second, second density, a plant, third density, a, a reactive human, um, a fourth density would be a self-actualized human, um, de like deciding who who he or she wants to be, uh, de deciding what they want out of life, de deciding how they're going to treat people, um, deciding their own moral code, something like that. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Fifth, uh, sixth dimension you said would be like Jesus Christ, Krishna, Buddha. Oh, um, uh, density. Yeah. No. Well, oh, sorry. I mean sixth. Sixth density. Well, well, fifth, they mention like dolphins and, and whales. Uh -huh. They have more of like so, a natural flow, natural connection. Ah, uh, okay. So it's like, 
I don't know. It's like a, a, a Taoist thing. They go with the flow. They, um, yeah, pure to, to, or above, yeah. above that. I mean, above. But I, I would say there's kind of a contradiction because the plants, like the plants go with the flow as well. So, yeah. um, so mm. the whales and, and dolphins, yeah, they have the complexity of, of a human. But but they also have a an, a connection with nature. Is that the kind of thing you mean? Well, yeah. It's like it's it's not it's not about becoming um, a higher density or a lower density. It's just be about becoming more of whatever you are at that point. Right. I I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm All right. I, I, so other than, <laughs> so other than Jesus we, Christ, we found out that we aren't sure about anything much. And hey, I, I, I said I'll, I'll <laughs> deliver the information I've come across on densities, but yep. I mean, I'm assuming that if Jesus was sixth density yep. and he was able to return to, to this third dimensional material reality, hmm. the power of a being at that level hmm. was able to manipulate the, the material around him. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. so I, I'm assuming we're moving up. We're trying to move up. We're trying to move closer to, to that. Okay, okay. Which, which moves into realms of Christ consciousness. Hmm. Um, which, there, yeah, there you have it. Uh, when, you, when you say that, like that kind of thing, where, you know, where Jesus can walk on water or, or you know, change the, change the nature of matter, apparently, to, to feed thousands of people or something like that. Um, it, it makes me think of... Uh, these things about lucid dreams that I've been watching, like on YouTube, there's this guy called Reese Jones, and he, and he describes uh, the five layers of lucid dreams. Where layer zero is where people are starting to talk about dreams or lucid dreams within your dream, but you don't actually question whether you're in a dream, and and it goes all the way up to layer four, uh, and layer four where is where you have complete control. Uh, you can manifest things in the dream. You can, like, say, uh, I think my friend Aaron's going to be behind this door, and you open the door, and, and there you are. Um, Manipulating so, dreams is definitely the first step in being able to manipulate this reality. But mm -hmm. to, even, to even venture down that path, you need to be able to be aware of the ability to do so. I'll be interested yeah. in these tools because, yeah, can you imagine building superpowers in your dreams and then pulling them back to reality. I've heard this is, I've heard this is being referred to as the waking dream as being the, yeah. What's like, yeah, what's the waking dream or, uh, life is but a dream. Oh, okay. That was a childhood song. Perfect. <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Hit it in plain sight. Right. Beautiful. Let's wrap it up. Stay cool. dense. Oh wait. Right. <laughs> uh, stay dense. No, that's not right. Stay density. Stay conscious, my friends. Cool. Stay vigilant. All right. My name's Kurt Robinson. Aaron Battle. Uh, check us on Twitter at Trouble Bubble. At Battle AZ. Press like, press comment, press subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, check out our website, theparadiseparadox.com, and like us on Facebook too. And peace. Thank you.